HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Escape Maker, hosting the Women in Food and Farming Festival on May 8th and 9th. Learn more at womennourish.com. This week on Meet and 3, we're jumping into a world filled with fizz, iridescence, and deliciousness. We're talking about bubbles. It came from the air gas truck. Yeah, no, I never thought about it before that. And I think it's emerged as a bulbous tea shops, a site of Asian-American youth uh, identity building. We're called the invisible industry because these products you don't really see, but they're around us in every way, um, every day. Listen to Meet and 3 wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Mike Schreiber. Welcome to The Shameless Chef, the show that takes us back in time to home kitchens in the 1970s, but still has a lot to teach us today. I developed this show with Michael Davenport in 1977. He was the original host of The Shameless Chef, and he shared his fearless attitudes towards food and encouraged home cooks to have fun and take some risks in the kitchen. I'm excited to keep this legacy alive and share The Shameless Chef with you on Heritage Radio Network. Today, we'll focus on technique. Do you have one of those tried and true methods of cooking pasta? I've heard of throwing the pasta on the wall to see if it sticks, which I guess is an attempt to see if it has too much starch. The classic description is to cook it till it's al dente, which Michael describes as to the tooth. I think that works for the more experienced cook, but if you're just trying it out, how do you know what that means or tastes like? I must endorse the shameless chef method. It's a surefire way to get al dente pasta every time. Now here's Michael to share this technique with you and much more. It's been said that somewhere not far from Rome is a spaghetti factory. Six inches high and two miles long that does nothing but churn out spaghetti to meet the demands of the world. Well, that's disputable. I'm the shameless chef, a spaghetti lover, and a passion that I hope you share with me. <laughs> spaghetti comes from the Italian word spago, which means string. It's only one of more than 60 different basic pasta varieties, all of which have a name that generally describes a shape. Uh, uh, cannelloni, capellette, lasagna, fettuccine. Uh, some are tubes, some are wheels, some are bow ties, and some are flat, and all are delicious no matter how you cook them. 
Correction. All pasta is delicious if not overcooked, a crime too often perpetrated. Now, it makes no difference if you're going to douse your pasta with tomato sauce or toss it lightly with butter and garlic or bake it with bubbly flavorings. Pasta has got to be simply boiled first. And here's how to do it correctly, a method that's as nearly foolproof as I've ever encountered. First, use lots of boiling water, as big as an 8-quart container with 4 quarts of water and a handful of coarse salt like a kosher salt. Uh, that's for a pound of pasta. Rule of pot, a quart of water for every double handful of pasta. Are you with me? Okay. Plop the pasta into the boiling water, and when it comes back to the boil, let it bubble for only two minutes. Set the pot off of the heat for eight minutes. Drain the pasta, sluice it in hot water, and serve. Repeat. Uh, lots of boiling water, pasta boils for two minutes, and rests for eight. Sluice, sauce, and serve. <laughs> I'm indebted for this method to Billy Oakley of KMA Radio. She has enriched my life and several friends with this simple 10-minute pasta method. Comes out al dente every time. Pasta overcooked, I hardly need say, is about as appetizing as library paste. If you've bemoaned your pasta or macaroni, try Billy's two and eight minute method. Michael A. Davenport here, the shameless chef. Visi de pasta. You know about broiling over charcoal, right? You know about the broiler in your oven, okay. You might take a fling at broiling in a very hot pan on top of the range. It's called pan broiling, and it's spiffy. This is the shameless chef, hot off the griddle. Okay, most broiling equipment is not hot enough. The broiler in your oven generally is very good for browning any food or for making toast when the toaster's on the fritz. But by and large, it's not hot enough to sear meat, particularly steaks. The result is somewhat leathery and not at all enhanced by that touch of char that we associate with good steaks. Some sophisticated ranges have broilers constructed with various imitations of charcoal and some even accommodate the real thing. Some pro or semi-pro ranges have flash broilers, and they suffice for char broiling. But let me tell you about pans as broilers. They are most reliable. And here's how. You start with a heavy cast iron or aluminum skillet, whether it's porcelain, clad, or no. Put it on the range and turn up the heat to its highest point. Let the pan get really sizzling hot. You can tell by dropping a little water on it, because when the water bounces around on the hot pan, it's ready. Then plop the meat on it. There will be some smoke, so turn on the air vent. For most steaks, and that's what we're talking about, about five minutes to a side is right for broiling, if the meat's an inch or so thick. A little less, a little rarer the meat. Turn the meat over and repeat the process. Now, ideally, you should have two pans of equal heaviness so that the second side of the meat gets the same instant sear as the first. Two sides, two pans. If you want a pro-touch, you can sprinkle the hot pan with a little fine rock salt or kosher salt just before you add the meat. Now, don't fret. It won't overcook the meat if the pan is hot enough and if the cooking is quick enough. As above, this kind of broiling does cause smoke, but then... My name is Michael A. Davenport, the shameless chef, a searing title. We'll be right back after a short break. This episode is brought to you by Escape Maker, hosting the Women in Food and Farming Festival. 
This Mother's Day weekend, May 8th and 9th, EscapeMaker.com will present the first annual Women in Food and Farming Festival at Stone Ridge Orchard in New York's Hudson Valley. That's just two hours outside of New York City and Ulster County. The two-day hybrid live and virtual event open to the public will honor and celebrate women-owned businesses in the food, farm, and craft beverage spaces and provide entrepreneur resources. A live farmer's market on May 8th will host dozens of women farmers and craft beverage and food producers with products ranging from cakes and cookies to fresh veggies and honey to hot sauces and teas, all locally sourced and produced. For those not able to attend in person, there will be a virtual experience on May 9th. It will include 25 online tours, demos, and educational presentations on various topics on demand for the public and trade. Learn more at womennourish.com. We're back with The Shameless Chef. As a weekend house guest one time, I went to the fridge for eggs. There in those little built-in dimples that are dear to the hearts of refrigerator designers, I found four eggs that had writing on them. It said, I am HB. Ah, hard-boiled. Not a bad idea. Imagine how shameful the shameless chef would have been trying to make an omelet out of HB eggs. I may sound overly simplistic, but most people don't know how to hard-boil eggs. Oh, there are many, many cooks that will tell you how, but somehow eggs seem to have a will of their own, and hard-boiled eggs do things you never expect. They go all green around the yolk. Uh, the shells crack and they dribble out into the boiling water or they, they won't peel. So you fight them and most of the white comes off with the shell, leaving you with a lot of tatty eggs when you particularly wanted to do nice deviled eggs. Well, here's how. The definitive how to boil hard eggs. One, cover them with cold water. Don't drop them into boiling water. That's for breakfast soft-boiled eggs. Two, before you put them in the water, prick the large end of the egg with a pin, a map tack, or some fine implement, just barely through the shell and not too deep. This releases the natural air pocket in the eggs and keeps the shell from cracking when boiling. Three, bring the water to a boil, take the eggs off the heat, cover the pan, and let them sit for 20 minutes. An Australian friend of mine called this method the 20-minute sit-down, meaning sit down, relax, let the eggs do the same, and you'll all be happier. Four, immediately plunge the cooked eggs into cold, icy water. This lets the inside of the eggs shrink a little and they peel better. Now, if you're a purist, you can plunge them into boiling water for just a second or so to cause the shells to expand again, but that sounds dreadfully complicated and it's too pure for me. <laughs> Lordy, there are even those who hard-boil eggs in a pressure cooker. Can you believe it? Okay, crack the eggshell all around, peel carefully, and that's it. They'll be better hard-boiled eggs than you ever had in any tavern. Advice, this from Michael A. Davenport, The Shameless Chef. I'm HB2. Please subscribe to The Shameless Chef wherever you get your podcasts. The voice you heard throughout this episode was Michael Davenport, the host of The Shameless Chef, who unfortunately passed in 1985 but lived a truly vibrant life. The Shameless Chef is produced by Dylan Hoyer and me, Mike Schreiber, with podcast development and additional production by Kat Johnson. 
The original theme song for The Shameless Chef was composed by Chip Davis. Armin Spengen composed the theme music for this podcast. The Shameless Chef is powered by Simplecast. The Shameless Chef is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org and follow us at heritage underscore radio.